0: Hi there, this is Travis Ryan with Freight Waves. Welcome back to the Future of Supply Chain. I'm here with Melissa Foreman from Triumph Pay. Melissa, how are you?
1: Good, Travis, how are you?
0: I'm awesome, it's great to see you it's again. Great.
1: Again, it's been a while, it's, it's been has, a few years. It
0: has been a few years indeed. Great. You have an awesome new role. Congrats, the Thank president you. of Triumph Pay.
1: Yes. It's, um, it's pretty exciting. It, I am completely honored to be able to lead Triumph Pay into this next phase of what we're building for the transportation industry. So it's, it's very exciting to have this honor to be here.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, it's fun to see you again. We got to chat for a little bit beforehand. Tell us, how are things at Triumph Pay? What's, what's, what's the haps?
1: Yeah. Triumph Pay is doing extremely well. We continue to grow and scale the network. Um, I think we exited Q1 at $24 billion in payments as an annual run rate. So we've been able to grow the business very quickly. Um, One thing that we've been working really hard on since our HubTrend acquisition last year is being able to integrate the factoring companies with the brokers so that we can create a conforming transaction. And that is to create a seamless uh, transmission of data Um, to be the collective connective tissue per se for the payment process so that we can help automate those administrative functions that companies have to do in order to get carriers paid. So we've been working hard at that and I'm happy to announce that as of this weekend, um, we hit our 100,000th transaction and $236 million in payment volume that have been transacted as conforming transactions since the first one that went out January 11th.
0: Wow, congrats. Now, you talked about automation. I think, it, it, are most of these transactions today still done over phone calls? Is that what the technology is eliminating?
1: They are. Okay. And so in, in many cases, you know, factoring companies have to call a broker to validate a load before they can fund a carrier um, or call a, a broker to be able to get the status of a payment to see if they have everything that they need. And so these conforming transactions give them that visibility in real time Um, rather than having to have manual interventions. And when you think about the, the full cycle of the payment, it's about collection as well. And so Triumph Pay is able to take the collection data The payment data, remittance information, and push that into the factoring companies to help automate their settlements process. uh, Awesome. In addition,
0: now you guys have an announcement I think coming out tomorrow. Is that tied to that?
1: Um, We have an article that comes out today that just talks about data security and and what the the network effect gives you in terms of um, ensuring that the appropriate parties have access to your data. You know, data is really important. Uh, especially in in these times today. And working with a publicly traded bank um, as your payment partner helps to ensure that everything is regulated in a way that that keeps you safe.
0: Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're looking forward to in the future? I know you've only been president for a little while, but I'm sure you've got some plans.
1: We've got great plans. Right now, our focus is is truly on just the momentum that we have going into just scaling the, the payments network. Um, and being able to grow more of the conforming transactions to serve all the participants. Um, But as we look at the payment cycle, you've got four real participants in that transaction, the shipper, the broker, the carrier, and the factor in many cases. And so what we're we're focused on is working with those network participants to ensure that we understand their needs, what they're looking for and problems they need solved in that payment transaction, so in in the postload activity, so that we can build what they're looking for to help support their different business lines or commodities, um, but just you know solve for those inefficiencies that they have in that payment process.
0: And, and who's your ideal customer today, and is it the same customer in the future? Or will that be changing at all?
1: Yeah, so our ideal customer when we started was the brokers, right? So the third-party logistics companies m- making their payments. We've th- since then expanded into shippers, being able to contra- uh conduct their payments on their behalf as well. But as we look at the full transaction and the the efficiencies that you can gain, our customers are now factoring companies. And I think you'll see soon in the future that carriers become our customers as well, because the same things that we can do to help facilitate efficiencies on the factoring side, we can do for the carriers directly. Right. So understanding the status of their paperwork when they submit to a broker, understanding what their scheduled payment date is, knowing when they're paid and how to apply those payments are all things that are important for them as the receiver of the funds to be able to close out their books.
0: And are these brokers of all shapes and sizes? Is it small, medium-sized businesses that are more of the focus? Or have you guys had a sweet spot for the people that are here? I'm just curious if it's big, small, all shapes and sizes.
1: Absolutely. We service brokers typically from $10 million in annual spend and up. Um, But if you think about, you know, the network effect and where our focus is on building the integrations, you'll see that in the the higher end of the broker market and shipper market, just because once those are, are scaled, it's easier to bring them on. Um, But we certainly are in in the works of doing custom development directly with other folks, too. So, you know, if you're making payments, $10 million or more, we're happy to do business with you.
0: And what's the average integration look like? Is it APIs? Is the broker? How does does the broker connect to your platform?
1: We meet them where they need us to. So it really depends on their technology departments and what um, tools that they have to use, what TMS that they're working with. Um, most cases, it's API integrations, but you'll still see a lot of SFTP and I'm sure. you know different types of file transfers going on.
0: Cool. So have you see, you've been at the have you been here for a few days? I'm assuming you get in last night. Got or, in last night. Okay. Have you seen yeah. anything interesting or exciting for tri pay or anything else here that you've seen that was been of interest so far?
1: Yeah, I think there's been a couple new um, transparency tools, you know, location management tools. Um, some TMSs that we're able to grow our partnership with and you know, really work with them to make it more of a turnkey solution yeah. rather than a custom integration. And so it's been very interesting to be able to spend time with those folks. Um, the speakers have been good, um, and obviously we're all interested in the state of the industry sure. and what's happened in the spot market. So sure. the more we can hear from others in the industry as to what's going on there, it just helps frame the future.
0: So do you look at the TMS platforms as a way for you guys to go and find customers? Or do you usually wait for your customer to tell you what platform you need to integrate into?
1: It's both. So, so when we look at a, a large tier one, tier two broker... Um, we are gonna meet them where they are. So if it's a proprietary solution, we'll integrate directly. If it's an integration um, of an off-the-shelf technology that we don't have, we'll go partner with them and get that built. You know, obviously once one is built, we like to turn our salespeople, you know, loose on, on the path of least resistance. Yep. Um But, you know, we're, we're just here to, to make it all happen and, and get as many of them integrated as we possibly can. Integrations can take anywhere from two weeks on a you know, turnkey solution, to up to six months, depending on the availability of resources and just how custom, how custom that development uh, process is um, and how many resources they have available on the customer side or on the TMS side for scheduling purposes, right? It's not the amount of work. It's just scheduling it into their roadmap.
0: Gotcha. So change gears on you a little bit. So is this your first position as a president? Is that correct? What's been the first, what's been the biggest challenge so far?
1: Um, I think the biggest challenge is just deciding what's most important, right? Because in my mind, everything that we need to do and everything we need to accomplish, every customer need is extremely important to be able to bring this to the industry. And you have to really focus your your team and focus your efforts on what's going to have the best value for your stakeholders and your participants. And so taking the hundred ideas that we have or the hundred things that we're working on and just really getting our resources focused is, I think, the most important thing to do right now.
0: What's been the biggest surprise?
1: How many times they want me to get in front of the camera. Like, <laughs> I've, I'm kidding. No, I think um, the biggest surprise is, is that, you know, in many, in much of my role, I was already doing a lot of these things just on the sideline. And so, you know, I've been working with my, you know, leadership team at Triumph for the last three years, building this out. And so it's just, it's, you know, I, I think that. It's no surprise that we're we're still tracking on the same path. There's not a lot to change. There's no changes that we need to make of to make Triumph Pay successful. It's just focusing on those items that are important and getting them done. And um, so that's been that's been great.
0: Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Inform the audience, give the group people at home any more information about Triumph Pay or any of the business units at Triumph?
1: Um, you know, the other business units are the bank. So, for those of you that don't know, Triumph is owned by Triumph Bancorp, which is a publicly traded uh, financial institution. Um, and we have uh, one of our divisions is Triumph Business Capital, which is the second largest factoring company um, that services carriers in the transportation industry. And so, we're we're all about transportation. Everything we do, every all the efforts that we make, all the investment that we make is surrounding the transportation space and how we can make try and pay serve all of the participants in the industry and i think that's the most important takeaway is our whole organization is working together to bring this to life and make it happen and taking all of their expertise throughout their different industry niche areas and bringing it into one
0: awesome cool well appreciate you joining um any questions for me
1: yeah, I, I heard this morning there was a little announcement um, on uh, Sonar. Yeah. Um, so what is what does that look like and how does that help us with um, the volatility that we're seeing in the market today? Great
0: question. Um, so today we launched the National Truckload Index, which is a brokerage-based spot marking index. So I think from your guys' perspective, we've got four. We've got a daily average, which is a daily paint, um, which shows the weekend spikes that you guys probably see in your business. I would assume Saturday and Sunday loads are a bit harder but we've got a an, an nti line haul break which pulls fuel out of it which is really showing that as fuel goes up faster spot markets are kind of declining and i think it'd be interesting to see you know with your guys technology and your customer base it's a you know it's at a network level from the pricing perspective but it would be interesting to see how you guys have seen that and it's really you know the the broker to the owner operator which is i think your guys customer base correct
1: Triumph's payments are are a reflection of all of our brokers' carriers. So the brokers out in the industry have large carriers, they have small carriers. So what we see is very blended. And so to us, what we're seeing in the market right now feels like some seasonal softening. You know, a little little more intense than what we've seen in the past. Um, but because it's blended across contract and spot, it just doesn't feel like a huge, you know, cliff type scenario. Now, I will say for the owner operators who are getting their spot market rates compressed and they're getting their fuel prices increased, it is a crunch and it, it, they are feeling it. And so everything that we can do in this industry, you know, whether it's Triumph Pay or other organizations, to help ease the pain for those carriers to allow them to get paid faster, give them access to their cash, I think that is, is important more so now than any other time. Um, because they really are feeling that pinch.
0: Do you guys have access from the broker to small carrier payment to fuel prices or are most of the rates an all-in gross type of scenario? We
1: see both. You do? Yeah, we see both because we've got you know, the, the contract piece of the, the business as well okay. as the spot market, so it's okay. on both sides. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, cool. Well, thanks for the little plug about Freight Waves. We appreciate that. Um, I think I've, have you have anything else?
1: I think that's all the questions, and just happy to be here and part of the conference, and glad to see everybody here in Rogers.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys all for attending, attending the future of supply chain. I'm Travis Ryan with Melissa Foreman. It's really great seeing you. It's been too long. Glad we got to burn under the lights together. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we thank you, everybody. Have a great rest of the show. Thank, thank you. you.